Well, praise God, one more time. It's been a while. It's been like two or three days. And somebody said, well, that's too long. Uh, and I feel them. That is too long to come back and give you the word of the Lord. Um, I hope you enjoyed the um, salvation series that we uh, talked about on. Uh, we did about six uh, parts to, the, to that. Um, we decided to, to move on with some other things, maybe get into some prayer and, and praise to God. And um, then we just want to thank God for life, health, and strength. Um, I was looking at the news. Uh, I see another young black man was gunned down. I believe that was in Illinois. Another um, a black man was gunned down, um, I believe, out there in Philly. And so we're just praying. Because we, we, we know, being a black man as uh, myself, we're just praying that peace and 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 love would would rule the day, and not not hate and um, misinformation and um and everything's been so politicized these days, and it's really disheartening. And I know some of you are going through. My heart goes out to the families who are going through the things that they're seeing. The things that they are reading, the things that they are looking at on those things they are experiencing, and I do believe this is just—I'm—I'm um, I'm not certain if things will change from just by the results of an election. But I am certain that, um, in, at the end of the day, I still believe that Jesus is Lord, and we can find peace um, and hope in Him. And I just want to. Um, Pray for those who are going through. Um, pray for those who are going through this tragic time and that we're going through in our country right now. And um, and um, you who have lost loved ones, you who have lost fathers, you who have lost sisters and brothers, and not just through police violence, but through this COVID nineteen, the pandemic. And so we got a lot of things going on. And so it's time. I do believe it's time to pray. And so, and that's what we're going to do here. We're going to give you some word now. We're going to give you some word. Then we're going to pray up until election night, up until um, election morning. Because I'm praying that, that chaos does not pursue uh, happen after the election. I'm praying that chaos, no matter who wins or who loses or what's going on. So... We definitely want to give God uh, um, some praise, and we definitely want to pray um, that that God would bless in, in your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, because you're gonna need Him. You're gonna need you're gonna need the Lord in these last days and times. You're gonna need the Lord in these last days and times. I do believe we're in the last days. Um, I do believe we're in the last days. I do believe we're in the last hours. I do believe we're in the last months. And I, and I and I and I, I, I try to prepare myself and get ready day by day, because the Bible says no man knows the hour nor the day when the Lord comes. And so, it could be today. <laughs> No, right. That's right. It could be at the end of this message. It can be during this message. It can be tomorrow. You know what I mean? It, you know, so prepare your. It could be election night. You never know. So 
I would just want to, that's why I, I always start off with prayer. I, and I and I ask and I suggest to you that um that you would every morning wake up and say this prayer. And I'm getting ready to pray the prayer. That, and it's a very simple prayer. And it's not the Lord's prayer, but it's the, the prayer that the disciples, um, that, that, that the Lord gave the disciples to, to pray. And, and it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. From thy eyes the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever. Amen. And in that prayer, your whole life is covered. Your, your, your life down here is covered. And your afterlife is covered. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because listen, and then that's one of the prayers that we're going to get into as we're speaking on prayer and, and, and our prayer and praise unto God. Listen, did you know in the book of Acts uh, chapter 16, the whole thing started. Did you know in the book of Acts, listen, the whole thing started with Paul and Silas praying and giving praise unto God. That's how that whole thing started with the earthquake and with the um, the, uh, the jailer now who needs um, deliverance. And he, he asked the, the question, uh, sirs, what must I do to be saved? But the whole thing started with prayer and praise. And that's what we're going to get into now. We're going to get into prayer and praise. Lord have mercy. I feel it in my spirit. I mean, because you need some shaking going on in your life. You need some things shaking up. You've been in a rut and you need the things shaking up. And you want to get into prayer. You want to get into praise. Listen, and because there's coming a time, um, glory to God. And I hope it's not, um, for some of you, the in intents of your temptation or the intents of your commitment. But there's coming a time where you're going to have to pick a side now. As far as, are you going to worship Christ or not? There's coming a time when people are going to come against you. They may be family members. They may be co-workers. It may be children. It may be husband. It may be wife. And, and somebody may come against you and challenge your faith. Hallelujah. But you're going to have to pick a side. And I pick, you know what side I don't pick already? I don't pick the side of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because guess what, church? Um, you have um, had a first love. Your first love was Christ. I, I, I don't want you to abandon your first love. I don't want you to become lukewarm. I want you to be just as excited as you were when you first got saved. And I want you to do it now. Because there's coming a time that the great great intense, and we're gonna have to pick us up. We're gonna have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Governments are changing, laws are changing, shot, The world is changing. Hallelujah! And so we're gonna have to really stand fast. What thus said the Lord? Listen, one of the keys to prayer is this. I think oftentimes when people pray, and it's all kind of different types of prayers. That means prayers of requests, 
a prayer of praise, adoration to God. Just you just praying for somebody else. You're trying to pray for a husband or a wife. You're praying for a job. Whatever you're doing. There's different types of prayers. But the things I, I notice about us is this. And I say us because I'm involved in this too. Because my prayer life can be better. <laughs> well, all of our prayer lives can be much better than what it is. And all prayer is, is you talking with God. You communing with God. Hallelujah. And in the midst of this, also, we're going to teach you and, and have you understand how to pray in the spirit. Because, but the, one of the main things I want to get into what we're going to talk about today is, I think that we often give up on our prayers. Because, let's say if we're asking God for, for a wife or husband, we're asking God for different things, or we may be asking God for a job, we may be asking God for, God for peace mind and different things and for us if we don't get what we want when we want it right then and there we give up on the prayer or we believe that well it must not be God God must not want me to have this and and so on and so forth um but that is not true you're gonna have to learn how to push and you know that what that means, right? That means push means pray until something happens. Now, <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. You can't make God do anything. And what I'm being about that is, if something's not for you, don't worry about receiving it. Many times we don't pray for husbands and wives. And God didn't necessarily tell you no. He's definitely... He's basically telling sometimes God's telling people not right now that doesn't mean he, God says no to you as far as a husband and wife that doesn't mean you'll never be married that means basically what God is saying to you is quite possibly you're not even ready for that you're not even ready for that type of response did you know that being with somebody and being married to somebody is a responsibility yes that is you mean tell you're going to you go, you go, you have to deal with somebody else's attitude you're going to have to deal with somebody else's habits. You're going to have to deal with somebody else's financials. You're going to have to deal with somebody else's um, stink breath. Um, whatever it is. For the rest of your life. That's how it's supposed to be anyway. I don't see it for the rest of life. Sometimes, you know, it don't work out that way. But that's what you sign up for. And then not only that, you don't sign up to deal with their family in, in certain occasions. You don't sign up to deal with a person's um, lack of faith, perhaps. You don't sign up to deal with their um, past, their debts. Some people come to the marriage with debt. All kind of things are going on when you say, I do to somebody. And so, you know, if that person that you're trying to get married, I don't know if this is maybe what God is taking me. That person that you're trying to get married to, you, you may be a person that likes a clean house. The person you get married to don't like a clean house. They like anything goes. If you were one of those sneak freaks, you, you're going to be irritated. So you're going to have to really understand when you're trying to pray for marriage or you're praying to get married, oftentimes... If the answer from God is no, that doesn't mean that he's, you will never be married. That means not yet. Because trust me, if you get try to get married to somebody before the time, 
or before you're ready, then you might as well make your appointment for divorce court because that's where you basically headed. I remember back in the day, I was praying to God about marriage. This was when I was pretty much really a kid almost, praying to God about marriage. Praying to God about marriage. Praying to God about marriage. And you're asking God, when you, here's a basically um, a key. And here's basically a hint that you are not, glory to God, supposed to be married at the, at the time. When you start doubting it, when you start praying about it, when you can't sleep, when you start asking prophets, when you start asking pastors and everybody else, man, you think this is the one? You think so? You think so? Yeah, they, they don't think you weren't supposed to know. So that's a great indication that you may not, not want to hold your brakes on that. Because you can find yourself getting married to somebody before the time. You get to find yourself trying to take on a ministry before you're ready. Marriage is ministry. Did you know that marriage is ministry? Are you really ready to minister to that person? I ain't talking about preach to them. Really ready to serve that person? For the rest of your life, you know, you got the right one. Your show, you don't pray about it, huh? Oftentimes, God will speak to your heart and tell you no. But oftentimes, many times, you see people do what they want to do. And then, ask God to bless it. We often marry who we want to marry. And then, ask God to bless it. And then, how it goes. Often, and not only that, um, also, also when you're praying to God. And you may, hey. You may believe, hey, well, I believe I'm supposed to be a preacher. I believe I'm supposed to be a pastor. You probably will. You probably do supposed to be a pastor. You probably do supposed to be some kind of preacher. But guess what? That doesn't mean that it's time yet. Rebo shakarabaha. The Bible says something very interesting about David. The Bible says David was anointed to be king in front of all his brethren. And at the time the, uh, in history, they believed that David was only 17 years old. And he was anointed to be king. But just because you're anointed to be king doesn't mean you're supposed to go straight to the palace. There's some people who have been anointed to be pastors, anointed to be preachers and teachers of the, of the, of the Bible and different things. But because they wouldn't wait on God in his direction and timing, they shipwrecked and messed themselves up in a lot of things. Zion was a spirit for them. But because they wouldn't wait on God in the midst of their praying, they wouldn't pray about it. And if they prayed about it and God telling them no, not yet, they did it anyway. And whenever you try to do something before the time, you're going to shipwreck. And that's why you got to get a consistent prayer life. And if God tells you no in the midst of your prayers... Or is he telling, he just telling you to wait. Not now. It's not the time yet. Listen, you know how when you plant a seed in the ground. It don't matter how many times you plant a seed in the ground. If it's not time for the fruit to come up yet. You're not going to get what you want. Glory to God. Now this may be. You say, well, how long, Lord? <laughs> I'm tired of waiting. 
I'm tired of waiting on my ministry. I'm tired of waiting on God. I'm tired of waiting on this man. I'm tired of waiting on being married. I'm looking around. I'm seeing my friends get married. I'm seeing Junebug got married. I'm seeing this lady over here got married. I'm, how long, Lord, can I wait for the manifestation? And I say this, as long as it takes. Wait as long as it takes. What do you think? You're going to run out of time? What God has for you, it is for you. What you think? The one that you want, if you wait too long, they're going to get somebody else? It's cool if they get somebody else. They weren't supposed to be for you no way. You much rather, trust me, you much rather marry or, or get into the ministry or do the thing that God has called you to do instead of the thing that you want to do. Because if you do the thing that you want to do, it always going to wind up in disaster. It's going to end up in disaster. And you don't want that for yourself. I don't want that for you. <laughs> Glory to God. A man of God speaks from experience. <laughs> man of God will speak from experience. We speak about things that we know. Things that we experience with God. Things that we prayed on. If you really was raised by, raised by some good parents, you know why your parents tell you not to do certain things? Or you, their parents may tell you, don't do this, don't do that. You know why often the reason why they tell you to do this? They're not trying to spoil your fun. They're trying to save you some hurt and pain. God has been trying to save some of you some hurt and pain, but you won't pray. And when you And if you do pray, you won't listen. Prayer is about listening to God and not just talking to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Prayer is about listening to God and not just talking to God. Prayer is about listening to the answers that he gives you. Instead of saying, Lord, I want this. Lord, I want that. Give me this. Give me that. Oftentimes when we pray to God, we asking him for peace. Sometimes there's certain things in life we can't experience until we experience the opposite of what we're asking for. Some people can't experience what they're asking for until they experience the opposite. In other words, some of you, some of you can't experience a good relationship, I guess, until you witness the bad one. You can't experience a good man until you witness uh, the wrong man. You can't experience the good job until you witness and been through the bad job. You can't. Some some folks. Some folks just can't. For some reason, everybody learns their lessons in life different. Everyone is different and everybody's wired different. See, if you was a person who has if you was a person who has a lot of kids, say you have five or six kids, and you know any parent know who has multiple kids, you know those kids are different. You know those kids, if you start paying attention to your kids, you know they're wired different. There are certain things that certain brothers and sisters uh, and kids, they'll get into 
the other ones what your other kid don't your other kid don't went to college and he this you ain't had no problems with him. the other kid wanted that wanted to be a hustler this kid wanted to do that that kid wanted to be a doctor that kid just wanted to play sports this you didn't have to be disciplined with that one but you do have to be disciplined different things you had to do for different, because we're wired different we are all God's children no doubt and we are all saved by the same blood no doubt we're all worshiping the same God yeah no doubt but we're still wired different there are things that God had to do for Samson that he didn't have to do for Joseph there are things that God had to do for Jacob they didn't have to worry about with Abraham there are things that God had to do with David they didn't have to worry about with Jeremiah. Now that doesn't mean that Abraham isn't saved and Isaac and Jacob or, or, or Samson. They, that means it doesn't mean they wasn't saved. They were just wired different. They needed different things in their life. They were rebel. Different things made them tick. They had different ministries. They had different purposes. The problem with most folks, especially church folks, is if everybody doesn't look the same way and acts the same way and moves the same way and goes through the same things, then you try to say the first that person ain't saved. That is a lie. Rebo Shakarabaha. Everybody got a different path, but we all going to the same place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so when you pray to God, don't just pray to God and le listen for the answers. And sometimes the answers God will whisper to you. He will put it in your spirit, the answers. And sometimes he will just, you, he'll just have you get into his word. You'll start seeing the answers. And oftentimes in the situations that you're in, you'll start seeing the answers. But God will not leave himself without a witness. Don't never go into a situation saying, well, I prayed to God and didn't get the answer. So I'm just going to do it anyway. The devil is a lie. God would not leave himself without a witness. He will speak to you by some way, by it'll be by a prophet, by the preacher. Could be by it could be by an ex-husband. Who who knows how God gonna speak to you? But either way, you will get a word. Because you know why it's different avenues to getting because you're wired different. Some of you won't listen to somebody, some of you won't even listen to a, a, a preacher unless it's a man. Some folks won't listen to the preacher unless he's of unless he's of a different color. Some folks won't move unless this person or that person says move. Some folks just won't get excited unless this is going on. Other other preacher is exciting, or but if he comes softly and speaking a soft, you don't want to hear. Some people are just wired different. But either way, however God God knows what He has to do to get through to you. Listen for the answers. When you pray to God, listen for the answers. But most importantly, never give up. Never give up in your prayers. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. If you got a son right now that's in the streets and you're worried about him because he's doing some things that you know could possibly get him locked up, could possibly get him shot down by these police, or could possibly get him, you know, and he's doing some things and you've been praying for him. And it seems like the more you pray for him, the worse he get. So one day you just decide, I'm going to stop praying. No, don't stop praying. Keep praying. Push. Pray until something happens. You got a job. You want to get off of. You want to want some more money. You're trying to raise it. And you've been praying about it. 
and it just don't seem like it's gonna happen so you stop praying don't don't stop praying push pray until something happens there was a woman in the bible um glory to god who um had an issue of blood she had a disease for 12 years spent all that she had on physicians and doctors but nothing got better in her life it only grew worse and it's going on for 12 years but one day she heard about the lord jesus christ don't give up on your prayers You've been praying for a husband that's a drug addict. He may be a drunk. He don't go to nobody's church. And you don't mess around and got saved. And, and, feel good, feel good, and you, you, you don't want to leave him. Folks been telling you to leave him. But keep praying for him. Don't give up on your prayers. Pray until something happens. Pray until he answers you. Hallelujah. Look, can I, can I, uh, can I real quick, I want to show you something about prayer. And this is found out, you can find this word in the book of Luke chapter 18. Hallelujah. We got to pray because we, we just don't know. We just got to pray to God. We just got to ask God because we just don't know how to, this world is sick right now, man. The world is sick. The world has lost its mind. <laughs> Woo! And so we gotta pray. We gotta pray for our sons. We gotta pray for our daughters. And in Luke chapter 18, let me show you something. This is an illustration of prayer. Luke chapter 18. I'm gonna start reading at verse 1. It says this. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and to not faint. The Bible says in Luke chapter 18 and around verse 1, it says that Jesus, Jesus, he's talking about Jesus, says he, it says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always, not sometimes, not when things are going good, not when things are going bad, not when we feel like it. But he says men ought always to pray. And he says this. And not faint. You know what not faint means? It means don't give up. That's what I was just talking about. Because you can give up on your prayers. Mm -hmm. You've been praying for the, the right job. And you just can't get it. And you've been failing. And you don't give up. You don't stop praying. You've been praying for the right man. You've been praying for the right woman. You're praying for a marriage. See, some of you don't want to be out here like that. You've been praying that, that and you're just giving up on it. Glory to God. But Jesus said, man should always pray and don't give up. But, well, let me show you what he, now, now says he's getting ready to give you an illustration. He's getting ready to give us something to go on. He's going to speak a parable, a short story, an example of not giving up. And this has to do with a prayer life. My God. Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. Now watch what else, what else he says in the scripture. He says, saying, there was in a city a judge 
which feared not God, neither regarded man. Lord have mercy. In a certain city there was a judge, and this judge, he didn't fear God, and he ain't care nothing about man either. Can you imagine going before that good judge and you wanted something done? Watch this. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversaries. Here's this widow woman, and she came before this unjust judge who don't fear God, and he don't care about man either. So you know what happened And Watch this in verse 4. Watch this. And he would not for a while. He wouldn't do it. This widow woman came before this judge who didn't fear God and he didn't care about man. And that's the thing when you go before the judge and for the court system, you don't know what's going to happen. Because you don't know what kind of mood the man is. You don't know if the judge is they're racist or they partial or they, uh, you don't know what's going on. You just know you're going before the judge. <laughs> and this particular judge, he didn't care nothing about God. He didn't fear God. And he didn't care nothing about man either. And this widow woman came before him asking for something. Avenge me of my adversaries. And he wouldn't do it for a while. But watch this. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God, no regard man yet because this widow troubleth me I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me here's what the judge said the widow woman kept coming before him and so even though he was saying no when she would show up, she would keep coming. My God in here. <laughs> this judge has to go through all his cases day in and day out. And at the end of his day, here comes the same woman time and time again. Avenge me of my adversary. Until finally this, this judge decided within himself, even though I don't fear God, and even though I don't care nothing about man, I'm going to give this woman what she wants because by her continual coming, she'll weary me. But, but what does that have to do with prayer? What does that have to do with God? Let me show you. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. You got to hear what he's saying. See, you can learn a lot from an unjust judge. <laughs> watch this. Hear what he's saying. Here's what God's saying. You got to listen to what he just said. Now watch this. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night with unto him, though he bear long with them? Watch this, what God is saying to you. This is what Jesus is saying to you. When he first starts speaking, the Bible says, the parable is, Men always ought to pray and don't give up. And then he starts talking about this unjust judge and this widow woman who tried to get what she wanted from this unjust judge and he wouldn't do it for a while. And he's unjust. But God is saying, but I'm not unjust. I'm a righteous God. So what you think is going to happen if you cry out to me day and night? What he's saying is what you think going to happen 
a rebozo to you if you pray and don't give up. And I'm just, I'm going to give you rebozo. I'm going to give you the desires of your heart if you don't faint. But you got to keep going. You can't give up. Just because you didn't get the, the answer that you want the first time it came out. Keep praying to me. Just because they told you no. That's because you sent your book in for a review and they rejected you. What, you going to give up or you going to keep praying? Keep going. Listen, just because they rejected you and did this and said this to you, keep crying to me day and night. Just because your daughter is still dating a man that you know is cheating on her, beating on her. And yet she still won't come home. Don't give up on her. Keep praying. That's because you got a son in the streets right now. And you know he's doing the wrong thing. But keep praying. That son coming home. That's because. Just because it's been years. And years and years. And you gave your all to men. Who didn't love you back. And you don't gave up on love. God says keep praying I got someone for you just keep going just keep praying because if the unjust judge can give this widow woman what she want and he's unjust what you think I'm going to do and I'm a righteous God hallelujah that's how prayer works you push you pray until something happens let me look at this real quick let's look at this real quick and the Lord said, hear what the unjust just said. Now watch this. We're going to read some of this again. He says, I sh and he says, shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Now watch what he says. I'll tell you that he will avenge them speedily. God said, I'm going to do this thing speedily. When it's all said and done, you ain't going to know how much time elapsed. You ain't going to care. I'm going to do it speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Here's what he's saying. <laughs> when I come, am I going to find faith on the earth? Because faith doesn't give up. Faith keeps praying. Faith uh, doesn't walk by sight. Faith keeps praying to God. Rebo when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on the earth? Glory to God. Let me show you something else. Glory to God. See, that sometimes when we're praying, we're praying for things that God doesn't even want us to have. Sometimes we're praying for things that could end up hurting us in the end. And since God knows the end from the beginning, that's why we don't have the things that we think we want. <laughs> in order to know what God has for us 
or desires for us to have, we're going to have to get into his word. So now, now, when we're praying, we're praying the word, and God is going to answer his word. Oh, I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing of God. See, why in the world would I pray for another man's wife? Can you imagine that? Father, we come, I'm coming to you in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I'm just asking you that you give me this other man's wife. I just, why in the world would I pray for somebody else's husband? And Lord, I'm just coming before you right now. I'm just asking you, Lord God, to give me this other woman's husband. And what? <laughs> why would I pray for another man's car, another man's house? Don't you want your own? Don't you want your own money, own house, own, own woman, own car? And a good way to know what God has for you. A good way to know what God wants you to have in your life and that you can handle is to get into his word. When you begin to look at other people's lives, I'm going to tell you something that's very dangerous. You start looking at other people's lives and what they got going on. First of all, they paid the cost to, to have what they have. I wasn't going to give you an old James Brown thing. James Brown said I paid the cost to be the boss. <laughs> but they paid the cost to, to, to do what they're doing. You look at that car, but you, you don't see the car, no, do you? You don't see the insurance, do you? Look at the house, you didn't see the taxes, do you? Did they pay? You don't, you're looking at this other person's wife or husband. But you don't know the kind of attitudes they have to deal with and different things they got going on. <laughs> See, it's a reason why Adam was with Eve. Because Eve was the only woman that could handle Adam and the stuff that they had going on. And the tragedies they face. And the challenges they face. Do you realize that Adam and Eve was the first couple to have their children in in ending up murdering one one another? Their first homicide took place between two brothers, which is Adam and Eve's kid. Can you imagine the tragedy that is? People are with other people because that's whom they are anointed to be with. When you're trying to say I do to someone, you're saying I have been anointed to handle or this person. When you're saying that I need to be the pastor over this congregation... You're saying I have enough anointing to handle this. But if it's a situation that you're not supposed to be in, you will not last very long. That's the reason why Moses was the one that led those millions and millions of people through the wilderness. And I'm here preachers all the time, acting like they can want to take it. You can't, you can't even handle the 10 and 20 people you got in your church now. How in the world are you going to handle millions and millions? 
what you wish for and be careful. You could be receiving another man's heading. Receiving another woman's heading when you're trying to take somebody else. You could be receiving another man's burden. Somebody else's congregation that was not ordained for you to handle. So when you pray, you need to pray and get your prayer to where it's lined up with the word of God. So when you're pushing and praying that something happens, it's going to happen because that is what is ordained by God. That is the whole revelation behind the widow and the judge. If, you, if, it's, if it's yours, of course, I'm going to give it to you. The widow woman didn't get what she wanted right away. Listen, let me read you something real quick and then I'm going to leave you alone with this prayer thing and even come back another day. Perhaps tomorrow, but maybe the next day. Um, Psalms, go with me to Psalms chapter 37. My God, I'm going to show you what God wants to do for you. You see, the Bible says something interesting. The Bible says, I, 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 I pray, my heart's desire, and I pray that you will, uh, that your soul, that you will be in health and prosper. Even if, even as thy soul prospers, that's what God wants for you. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be in health, even as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. But did you know that? You see, people uh, will tell you all kind of things that God wants for you, and it'll be all false. And the reason why you didn't know it's all false, because you haven't gotten to his word to find out what God will have for you. See, this Bible is like the wheel. God left you a wheel. <laughs> when Jesus Christ God died, he left you a will. Here's the will. Read off what I don't gave to you, baby. Here's what I don't did for you. Here's what I want you to have. Yeah, I want you to have the Holy Spirit. Yes, I do want you to have the husband. Yes, I do help want you to have the wife. Yes, I do want you to do this. Yes. I want you to have power. But if you don't know that, if you're not read the will. Then you will know what God wants you to have. Hallelujah. Listen, get in, get in, go go with me real quick to Psalms 37. And I'm going to show you something. And then I'm going to um, leave you alone. Psalms 37 and 1 says this. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't fret. Don't be worried about evildoers. You, you ain't, you ain't got to chase them down. You ain't got to make posts about them. You ain't got to chase them down on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Fret not yourself. Because of evildoers. He says, not to be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. You ain't got to envy nobody. You lost your mind. You a child of God. What you envying somebody for? Two things he, he wants you to do. Two things I want you to do. I don't want you to fret yourself no more because of evildoers. And I don't want you to be envious no more against the workers of iniquity. He says, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. You got to let God handle them. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to trust in the Lord and do good. Can you do that? So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Here's how you get your prayers answered. 
Here's how you get your prayers answered. I'm getting ready to show you a key right here. He says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. My God in here. He's got Bobo Reba That is how you get your prayers answered. You're gonna have to learn how to delight yourself in the Lord. Who is your delight? Who have you been infatuated with? Delight yourself in the Lord. Here's who I want you to do. And he shall give thee the desires of the heart. So when you pray, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. What you desire. See, because when you delight yourself in the Lord, you don't got into his word. And you're going to fall in love with his word. You're going to fall in love with him. And now, you now he, you know, your heart is, is, is fixed toward his word. So when you pray now, you're praying the word of God. And he's going to give you the desires of your heart. You're going you're gonna to be able to say to him, Lord God, you said in your word that you desire for me to be an elf and prosper even as my soul prospers. And watch this. Watch this. Watch it. Watch what else can really happen. There's another key. He says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Have you committed yourself to the Lord? Have you committed your way unto the Lord? Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. That's how you get them prayers answered. You got to learn how to delight yourself in him. And you got to learn how to learn how to learn how to commit thy way unto him. And what's going to happen is he's going to bring it to pass. And he's going to give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Learn how to push. I got to get out of here. Learn how to pray until something happens. Glory to God. And starting today. <laughs> Don't waste no time. For Jesus Christ is still hears and answers prayer. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for your name among men. We thank you, Father God, because in you is life. And life is the light of men. And Father God, we just come asking for forgiveness of sin. And things that we've done wrong in your sight. But also, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for the blood of your son Jesus was shed. Father God, that we that we will have forgiveness of sin. And so, Father God, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus. We just want peace in our minds right now. Father God, we just want to, to, to delight ourselves in you. We're going to learn how to commit our way unto you, Father God. We're going to learn how, we'll learn how to listen to you, Father God. And we thank you right now for all the... We ask right now. That people right now, Father God, be filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And yet they be filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit, Father God, and that mothers and daughters. Father God, you said in your word, Father God, in the last days, said God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old man shall see visions, your young men shall dream dreams. We thank you right now, Father God, for the for, for you pouring out of your spirit. Father God, you said in your word, Father God, for the promise of this Holy Spirit. 
It's unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. So we got sons and daughters right now, for God, that we won't fill up with the gift of the Holy Spirit. They're in the street, Father God, but we want them fill up with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some of them are dating their own men, but we want them fill up with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Don't just save our daughters, Father God, but save the man that's messing around with our daughters. Even now, right now, we want everybody to save. Because, Father God, we know right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you ever do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So, Father God, we know if we pray for one house, you just might give us two. We know if we pray for one son that we saved, you might just save the whole family. So, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, show yourself strong and do exploits. Shock us one more time, Father God. Let us marvel at your glory, at your glory, Father God. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you and keep you.